In the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www. SlowBurnWaco.com It's like a loot machine All around town Trying to get down Follow the Black College Sports Network On social media At MyBCSN1 The number one On Facebook Instagram, and Twitter, at MyBCSN1. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone, Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi. And uh, as we were as we were talking, coming out of the uh, last break, we were talking about the one little facilities hiccup that has sort of handicapped not only just our women's team but our men's team is a a a light fixture issue, an LED light fixture issue going on behind the backboard. Um, should be standard at all arenas, all NCAA college arenas, where you have to have four lights around the frame uh, of the backboard. And it has to match in conjunction with the horn and the clock. We don't have the lights. The lights haven't worked since December. We don't know why. They probably haven't worked since the preseason. Don't know why. I don't know how we go into the start of the SWAC season without it. Now, I mean, we can speculate all day. I hate to do that. But, but, either it's a, I got to believe, Kelvin, now, you as a former facilities person might be able to shed light on how this process works. Is this potentially a back order issue with the lights? Uh, no, because I'd hate to think. No, no. Stop justifying. We spending too much time on this. Somebody didn't do their job. This is ridiculous. Somebody didn't do their job. Michael was left in charge. He saw this mess, and I want to say, Coach, Coach McCullum, and uh, the the female coach. What's her name? Coach Pillow. Lay my head on the pillow and all that other stuff. She, all of them are to blame for this. This should not have happened. We're spending too much time trying to play Sherlock Holmes. We know what happened. Either, and here's what I probably, this is what I surmise. 
They reported it, did the requisition. Somebody didn't follow through because we don't have anybody that's over the whole, uh, the, the facilities management aspect of athletics. Uh, I still, you know, based off the hires that I saw today, I don't see anyone over facilities, which means you have to double down. If somebody's out of place, the job still has to get done. You have to find a way to do it. And it wasn't a priority for the current administration, which is why it didn't get done. And that's the bottom line. We we justify trying to figure we spend too much time on this aggravating me. It's giving me a headache. I'm getting mad. Kelvin. The only thing I say, uh I agree with Kofi. You test these things out before the season even started, man. Um, so if you got an issue, then um you you can uh order and you gotta worry about back orders and deliveries and stuff. Um and also um you should have a backup system anyway. Uh, prior to, so if your main system that happens to one of them, you can put it on. I, I will say that the goals are housed in Lawson. Lawson has, Lawson has a staff. That staff has been there, and then the director has been there for a while. So they know when they put them goals out that they're supposed to have that system, and everything should be. So I agree with Kofi. There's no excuses. Um, it's no it's, excuse. It, you have to have an attention to detail. Yes, yeah, disappointing. Sorry, bro. Oh, hey, uh, man, this is what it is. But I, I again, I just, I'm just <clears throat> pointing it out the fact that we're starting down <clears throat> 2-0 before the ball even tips <clears throat> because of an administrative technical. Uh, the ladies are traveling to Southern uh, on the Louisiana swing, I believe. They're at Southern uh, for the next game on Saturday, four o'clock. I was just kind of looking up to see what Southern. Um, Southern's record is uh, and, and whether they won because everybody in the SWAC opened up their season on Monday, men and women's. <clears throat> um, and, and the real danger, uh, Southern did win their opening game, their four and eight overall. Uh, just by the reports <clears throat> from what I'm hearing, um, I hope whatever is fractured, because remember, Coach Pillow was really excited about what she saw from this group. And I don't know if if maybe the, you know, it, winning, solves, winning solves a lot of problems. Losing only brings people down, magnifies. And so when there's no balance, even a 500 ball club still has hope because you win a game, lose a game. Win two games, lose a game or two. But when you go consecutive game after game after game after game after game that wears on you mentally spiritually uh physically sometimes so uh that that team has to rally around something somebody someone uh hopefully coach pillow and the staff can find that that thing uh jumping over to the men uh the men, uh, we, we've struggled to score points offensively. Uh, another disappointing night uh, in, in which uh, we, we couldn't get over 60 points. Uh, we lost 67 to 59, um, you know, on on the heels of not breaking 50 points against Purdue. You know, I, I, I tried to be on the optimistic side of a few of a few wins 
that uh, FAMU had against Purdue in the non-statistical final score wins. But uh, losing to Bethune, 67-59. to Now you got to go on the road again to Southern. Um, tough night, just statistically. Uh, we were led by Jordan Tillman with 19 points. Um, 6 of 13 from the field with uh, 6 of 6 at the free throw line and 37 minutes played. Also off the bench, Byron Smith with 18 points in 27 minutes on 5 of 10 shooting. He, too, was 6 of 6 from the field. Uh, Should mention Jalen Bates pulled down 14 rebounds and 6 points in the ballgame. But, uh, you know, uh, shooting-wise, it was not – our, our, we, we just aren't a very good outside shooting team. Overall, 3 of 12 from behind the arc. Overall, we shot 38% from the field. Uh, you know, Bethune was 7 of 17 from the three-point line, you know, and uh, had four guys in double figures. And that, uh, that, that'll that pretty much do you in any, any day uh, of the night. And so our, our men have to – look, last year, though, the men lost – first game of the year to Bethune, right? And then I believe once they uh, they went on a bit of a winning streak. So, you know, glass half full guy over here. I, I, you know, I'm going, I'm going to keep, I'm going, I'm going to keep my, my optimism hat on for the men and that maybe defense will come through and that we are not a bad defensive team. And that maybe, you know, we find a way to eventually catch up on the offense. Uh, what do you want to add in there, Kofi? And then I'll go to you, Kelvin. It's going to be the same. We're going to be middle of the pack or bottom tier of the conference. We shouldn't be. But based off what I've seen, um, that's what we're going to end up if things don't turn around. Um, at this point, we have to evaluate. If you're evaluating every part of the program. So I'm going to do this with you all. This is on the spot. So let's talk about it. So let's give the grade, highest being A, lowest being an F. All right. So facilities and basketball, what would you give it? Kelvin? A B, a B, B plus. All right. Uh, Brian? I'd say A minus. A minus? Okay, good. So we're passing in that area. So uh, let's say fan engagement. Rattler Nation's engagement with basketball from an attendance standpoint. What would you give it, Brian? D. Kelvin? D. I give it an F. Uh, it's, it's nowhere near. We we being nice. You know, people don't come to the games. Then we ain't buying no season tickets, none of that stuff. All right. So hey, season tickets weren't even ready. I, I ain't get my season tickets to, to Monday. Because when I tried to buy them back in November, they weren't ready, and it wouldn't take my money. So I can't blame that okay, on the good. fans. So that brings, me, that brings me to our next question. Administrative, athletic administration's um, attentiveness to basketball, what would you give it? Kelvin? D. Kelvin gave it a D. Brian? I'm trying to figure out why I'm not going to go worse than a D. 
and I can't think of why. I, I'm going to have to go F because I think the, the D that I'm giving to the fans is in part to the F that the administrative attentiveness, which goes into the marketing promotions and all that stuff. So I think I'm going to say F on the administrative level for not finding a way to get the fans uh, aware in more than just one way, more than just social media. So yeah, F. Okay. Uh, a basketball environment in Lawson. What would you give it, Kelvin? When the students and band are there, a B. So. Brian? I would agree with that, B. Low B. I, 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 I say B minus. What it is, game in, game out, what would you give C, it? C, C, C. Kelvin? C. B minus, because I go to the games and I, I'm there, so... The environment is, is long as the like I say, if the students and band are there, then it, then it, we we have a B minus, we have a B. Okay, all right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the training staff for basketball, and I think this kind of goes under athletic administrative attentiveness, but let's talk about it because training is an important aspect when we talk about training. Um, as well as the the strength and conditioning aspect. What would you give our basketball program, Brian? You're taking wow. too long, man. Come on. I know, I know, and I'm trying not to be I'm trying not to be It uh, is what it is. What is it? It is what it is. D. Kelvin. I'm I'm gonna split hairs here because I, I don't think it's the same way it used to be. I know when I was a part of the program and um, we traveled, we didn't have a trainer that could travel with us because we weren't staffed properly. Uh, I, I think that has been addressed and they have certified trainers that travel with them now. Um, I believe that's what I, I was told. So I, I, I'll give it a uh, C if that's the case. It's an F if that's not the case. Okay. So the highest grade that we've gotten is for the facilities right now, so far. And that wasn't even an A. I think you gave it an A minus, Brian. And then mm -hmm. from a from everything else is not higher than a B. Most of the stuff that really matters is an F. So that brings is is low is below average. Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about coaching. What would you give? What would you give our coaching right now, men's basketball? What would you give it, Brian? C. You're taking too long. Oh my God, Kelvin. Well, let me explain your C. Hold on a minute. Explain your C, Brian. Why is it a C? What are because you thinking? You're, you're coach. Okay, we yeah. hire you to coach basketball to win basketball games, irregardless right. of what's going on in the environment. And no, I know no, all no, of no. this. Hey, Brian, let, 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 me, let me hop in. Let, let me hop on in a second. No, what you asked the question. I, I got informed. <laughs> I've got informed decision because I was I was gonna give the same grade. You you can't you can't ask people to go on the road. And play all power five schools 
for a whole month and a half and then and then blame that on the coach, man. I mean, come on. I'm not blaming you, it on the coach. Yeah, I'm talking about hey, 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 we already talked about you. We went through this list of, of resources uh, and what we grade them, all right? At the end of the day, you haven't funded the program, nor have – I mean, we ain't even talked about recruiting budgets that don't exist. And then, then, then we, we're talking about, you know, all these guarantees that they're bringing in that don't go back to the basketball program. It goes to the athletic fund to, to help out with all other sports. I mean, it, it just is insane. So you can't – you're not going to win those games, all right? Bottom line, operating the way we operate. So I think C is fair. But let me point. Let me go back. Let me let me go back to why I give it a C, because while a lot of the stuff you're pointing out is very true, Kel uh, Kelvin, I do think from a basketball perspective, like I, I like how we play defense. I like how we defend. But at some point, I've got to wonder, why are we struggling so much offensively? And I think that goes to the possible players or recruitment of players that we're pulling in. See, if we're going to be a certain kind of team, and if, if now if the if the objective is to be the kind of team that can defend uh, uh, the full the full ninety four feet, uh, full forty minutes, uh, then obviously we need to have athletic type players, uh, probably long, rangy, uh, wing type players. We probably need a size or two, but. I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by the fact that we knew offensively. The offense has not gotten better over the course of two months. And they've been practicing since November, so they've had a full two months. The offense has not gotten better. Um, I don't know. Look, if you're telling me guys can't get in the gym, I get it. I know. Okay? Hell, go to, go to the – there's got to be a gym somewhere in Tallahassee. You can't – at some point, Kelvin, as players and as coaches – we got to think outside the box. We got to think outside the box. No, 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 no. Do more with more. They are thinking that, outside the box. They are going they, – they they, they, I've seen them practice at DRS in a rec center and all that foolishness. No, man. We got to do more I, and more. But at some we point, the it. offensive individual players have to be able to improve. And, and, and somewhere in the evaluation of these players, we have somewhere – have somehow missed on – the talent evaluation of the guys we're bringing in, if they aren't able to, like we got one or two really exciting guys offensively that can put the ball in the hole. We need more of that. And why haven't we gotten more of that? Maybe that is regarding budget. Maybe that is recruiting. I don't know. But I just, that's the only reason I'm giving it a C is because I feel like we need more. That, so that, that's my explanation for the C. Okay, so let me let me say this. So again, we have based off what we've what you all have graded the program, we have a below average basketball program. It's below average. It's it's not acceptable. So again, we you know facilities we can we can improve. We need a a, a stronger uh, training staff. Um, we need more administrative support and participation in it. 
We need more fan engagement and involvement from a financial standpoint and attendance standpoint. You know, we need all of these things. Here's the deal, because, you know, as fam Ewans, we are we we fight, we win, whatever the battle, whatever the battle be. Right. That's that's what we do, you know. And when things are are not, then you have to look at it as to why is it this way? Again, I'm going to make this statement and I'm going to say this. We've never, the men's program has never won a regular season conference title. Not one. Even in its heyday, the best we could do was number two. We've never done it. We've we've lucked around and won the tournament a couple of times, okay? But regular season, we haven't done it in the MEAC or the SWAC. So we have to look at this if we go if we're going to continue with this because there's a lot to gain if we actually invest and 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 as we used to say last year because I'm trying to stop cussing a little bit but I'm going to say what I got to say a little bit. We have to give a damn. We don't we have to that's what rattlers that's what we do that's what makes fam you fam you we are fam yours because we give it. You know, and we don't give a damn about basketball, which is why we're getting the results that we're getting. We'll make our comments on, on Facebook and social media and talk about how the program sucks, but we don't give to the basketball program. We don't go to the games as a whole. I mean, back in the 70s, there was 50,000 people in Tallahassee all the time that lived here. The city side has size has almost tripled. We got 300,000 people in Tallahassee in the metro area. We can't get 7,000 people to come to the basketball game on a consistent basis. That's ridiculous. Now, again, the reason why I'm saying this is because we had the absurd mindset that we supposed to go after LeBron, Bronny. How? <laughs> How, goddammit, how? <laughs> you don't have a training staff. You don't you don't come to the game. Hate you you hate don't you, give no money. How? I'm throwing in the flag, goddammit. Exactly. I hold on, hold on. Just like, hold come on, on hold people. On. I throw it in the town. Stop it, Kofi. Stop it. Look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, Dr. Robson carry his we little glasses we and, and his wife up nice. to the yeah, game, that's why. and they sit over there on the side, and the lights is out on the darn goalpost, and it's been that way since the fall. But we want a winning record in basketball. Damn you. Um, I can't even. You know he right though. He, I, that, that's why we're going to a break because damn he's right and I hate him for being right so often uh, that was a great segment well done Kofi uh, well done um, damn uh, our men and women are traveling to Louisiana this upcoming weekend uh, maybe a road trip will be good some good bonding team bonding uh, they play Southern on Saturday and then Grambling on Monday um Keep them in your thoughts and prayers, folks. Thoughts and prayers. <sighs> when we come back from the break, 
we're going to talk about some other hires, some of the new hires uh, that that start the new year. And uh, we got we got we got we got to talk about some things, some some other some other things that we got a question. We have to ask questions. That's what we're doing today. Uncomfortable conversations, but we do it because we care. We give a damn. Do more with more. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. So we'll be back in just a moment. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. Um, can I get the now bar, please? One dollar. Have a good one. Got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate you. Got it. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get down. Don't worry, Ma, we'll be there soon. We? Is this the one? Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Tell everybody Network. they can follow their dreams. Some carriers will give you just one measly entertainment subscription. One is no fun. With Verizon, there's up to seven entertainment subscriptions with your unlimited plan. That's seven times the... <laughs> seven times the... No, no. Seven times the... Yeah. Music, gaming, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, and more. That's seven times the entertainment! Because everyone deserves better. And with plans starting at just $35, better costs less than you think. Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. Let's get back to strolling instead of scrolling. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. 
Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your family. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way. You consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, and Kofi here. Uh, glad to be back with you. Thank you uh, to everybody watching us on YouTube and Facebook. Um, those of you maybe been watching on the Twitter stream as well, please make sure <clears throat> that you uh, hit the thumbs up button in whatever stream you're in. And uh, make sure you're following us there uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ONG Strike Zone. You can also download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. You can find it on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. Just search MyJBN, MyBCSN. We are a part of the Black College Sports Network. And one last thing, I want to let you all know about our network fundraiser that we're doing as part of Jericho Broadcast Networks. If you go to MyJBN.com slash grow, G-R-O-W, you can be a part of helping uh, our organization and helping us grow. Of course, the Black College Sport Network is more than just the ONG Strike Zone. We have uh, a host of shows and broadcasts that are catered towards the HBCU experience. And so you can uh, choose whether it be a combo or you could just give a you know a certain dollar fee. Doesn't matter what it is. Every amount helps. Uh, to continue to grow the network, uh, helps to grow the shows, uh, so on and so forth. So we're, you know, just asking that you go to myjbn.com slash grow 
and come grow with us as we move into 2023 and be a part of what we have uh, what we have going on here. Alrighty. So again, that's myjbn.com slash grow. Myjbn.com slash grow. All right, we got to talk about some hires. Uh, ADVP Sykes has already made the first three hires of her administration uh, to sort of bolster the staff. And uh, one of those hires is a familiar face. Uh, Former interim AD Michael Smith is now the assistant VP for athletics (coughs) administration and strategic initiatives. Uh, so Smith will, will assist in the administrative planning and leadership for all intercollegiate sports programs and athletic facilities. Additionally, he will be tasked with developing policies and strategies to optimize departmental effectiveness. Uh, A.D. Sykes uh, quoted as saying, I'm grateful Michael has accepted the role as assistant vice president for athletics slash administration and strategic initiatives. Over the last few months, he has been incredibly supportive of my hire and has ensured that my transition has been smooth. He has repeatedly shown his invaluable knowledge, skill set, and unquestionable love for FAMU. Uh, I look forward to working closely with him to support our student athletes, coaches, and staff. As an alumnus and former FAMU student athlete with over 25 years of professional experience at FAMU. He's the perfect fit for this critical leadership role. Uh, Kelvin, what what does, uh, you know, obviously I read from the press release. What, what do you, maybe you can give a little nuance here when you hear about this role and position. Uh, what does it sound like it might look like? So... I got a couple of answers to that, right? The first thing okay. I'm gonna say is, the first thing I'm gonna say is that uh, I appreciate that this announcement was made on the first day of her tenure, which leads me to believe that at least she signed off and was a part of that process. You know, I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt, and I hope everything comes together. You were going to need Mike there anyway because uh, uh, you're in the middle of the athletic calendar and, um, you know, everything that's happened this far and what, what the budget and you just got to start playing and projecting the budget for next year and and, and just understanding the processes that found you and how how, how things are done and, and, and so forth. Uh, he'll be able to provide all that. Um, he's, he's very experienced in terms of uh, – FAMU operations. So uh so I'll say it makes sense. Um I, I respect him. I think he's he's a good guy. Um and as long as this is, you know, she's okay with it, it wasn't forced on her, then I'm fine with it. You you notice my hesitancy with that is I need that to be the case though. And I'm hopeful hope hope that's the case. That because this is a new position, uh, assistant VP for athletic administration and strategic initiatives. That's a new title. I'm not sure what what all that means. And yeah, me and, neither. There's a lot going on in that and, press release. And, and so, so without having that 
you know, I, 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 I'll take a, I'm a C approach. And I leave it right there for now. Yeah. Uh, you want to quickly add anything, Kofi? Sure. I would like to add something. <laughs> um, all right. So, as my brother Kelvin so eloquently stated, um, Michael is a good guy. Um, Michael has been there uh, for FAMU Athletics. He's got a ton of experience in FAMU Athletics. This is his first, I want to say, uh, his second official opportunity with FAMU Athletics outside of the interim stuff. Because I think he was here with, uh, what was that guy that was at uh, Alcorn? What's his name? We shipped up. Derek Horn? Yeah. Horn. He was on okay. Derek Horn's staff, I believe, um, before. Was he? I don't know. Yeah. He might have helped out for a little while. I don't know if he was full-time on that staff, but go ahead. Okay. But he's got... The, the one thing in my conversations with him, he's extremely articulate. He has a willingness to serve and his heart is definitely in the right place. And he is for FAMU. He's not a selfish individual um, to, stay the, to say the least. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, we need experts. We need experts. What I don't want to happen with these hires, because you need people on your team that you're going to be able to get stuff done with people that you're going to agree with people that you're going to love people that, you know, not going to necessarily cause a whole bunch of friction, but Rattler nation within itself is, it's not difficult, but it is always interesting. All right. And the most dangerous snake is the snake that you don't see. So I need the people around her, to to be aware of uh i want to say the shenanigans that have gone on in the past and to run a tight enough ship to really get things done i like the fact that within that the university has done a plan she said that in her press conference um for athletics but I'd be willing to bet they don't have facilities in there. Possible. Possible. I'd be willing to bet they don't have a facilities, a strong, a progressive facilities initiative. And going back to what we were talking about before, we want, you know, we get we love to get on Twitter when a three-star, when one of those guys comes and they make the decision to come to FAMU. We love to post their stuff up. The reality is we're not going to have a legitimate or a consistent shot to get a four- or five-star athlete consistently without upgrading our facilities consistently in all of our sports. Right. It has to happen. They just hired a track coach, you know, which we'll get into later, but they hired. Okay. Um, I do have questions. I want to know what Michael was thinking when he, when he hired him, you know, which is my only drawback with this because, you know, 
you made the decision. I, uh, uh, I would like to know why. You know, he don't have no championships as a head coach. He's gone at least eight different places. I'm sorry. Right, hold on. Don't go that places. Let's, let's hold. hold don't saying. go too far. Don't. I know, I know, I know, I know we want to get that. I want to get through this. Let me get through this quickly. The one thing I will, let me add this about, let let me add this. The one thing I think might be the advantage of having Michael Smith on staff, it is something you guys have both pointed out about when A.D. Gauthier had, uh, when he was there. He didn't keep anybody close to him who knew FAMU. You're the new person on campus. This is where Michael Smith comes in. He knows FAMU. Hopefully, he can help avoid some of the missteps that the previous administration had by knowing who to massage, how to talk to this person this way, or, hey, Mike, can you help me with this person? Because you've been here 25 years, and the way they talk to you is going to be different than maybe how they deal with me. I'm just saying that could be the advantage of having a Michael Smith in the role that he is. He's definitely an asset. He's definitely an asset. You know, I, I've seen him work. I've seen him handle the 220 club. He, you know, he knows how to get in the room. He can own a microphone. He reads the room well. He has good relationships. And for the most part, he keeps it real. You know, um, nobody's perfect, but, you know, he's a good person for her to have because he's not uh, he's not threatening to her. He's not a selfish and one of one of those sabotaging individuals. He's not one of them. So having him on staff is a good thing because he's got so much experience with family. All right, let's go on to the next juicy topic because I'm ready to go in on this one. Right. The other uh the other staff people, uh Marquel uh Broussard, who's coming in as the executive assistant to the VP. Um she uh serving as a compliance officer at Prairie View AM since January 2020, also worked at Grambling State in compliance office. So I would imagine that the relationship or knowledge base that those two had at Grambling is what and this is this is the hire where you say I need somebody who knows me, who who knows what I want to do and how I how I see things. That's what I think Miss Broussard is. Uh, and, and the executive assistant to the VP um, is, is that is that person to kind of maybe help manage uh, the staff. Might be your chief of staff type position. Is that with that? I see you shaking your head a lot there, Kelvin. Okay. All right. So there's your chief of staff. Now, interesting hire here. The next one and, and last hire, uh, Miss Brittany Johnson, who will serve as the senior athletic, excuse me, senior associate AD for compliance and the senior women administrator. Uh, so Florida A&M's chief compliance and ethics officer, Rika Calhoun, oversaw the hiring process for the senior associate AD for the compliance position. And uh, Johnson was later tapped by uh, tapped as the SWA by Sykes. Um, she joins the Rattlers after spending... Uh, 2022 at South Alabama as the associate AD uh, for student athlete development and academic success. Before South Alabama, she had stops at Prairie View uh, as an associate AD for student athlete support services at Alabama A&M as an assistant director 
of compliance. Kelvin, quickly, how do you see Miss Johnson fitting into the scope? What is her, what do you think her role will be? Uh, what I would say is that collectively these three make sense and give uh, uh, VP Sykes a, a good opportunity to get off to a good start because she's got a chief of staff with a compliance background, number one, but someone she's already familiar with and someone that um, you know knows her expectations and, and will keep her informed. Uh, then you got Mike on the side uh, where he, he knows the fam you and, and can be asset with with that side of it. And then um, Brittany Johnson, again, someone who's experienced, number one. The first thing I look at is credentials and where you've been and what kind of resources you, you had to work with and so forth. And the fact that uh, the, this is her pick, right? She she chose to make this person her uh, her uh, SWA, and um, and I trust the the committed process for change or, or the hiring process for this one. Uh, I know that you know she was kept informed of this process, and and uh, and so so collectively, I'm 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 pretty okay and optimistic with the group as a whole and i but and um, i do expect i do expect our compliance to be bang bang tight now it may don't mean that we we might not take a hit uh coming up you know prior because they got to deal with stuff that happened prior to them getting in place mm -hmm. but i do mm -hmm. think ultimately whatever needs to get cleaned up will get cleaned up and we'll operate a competent professional uh nca compliant program with with this team in place what do you what do you anticipate the next hire to be what what is the what should be the next hire facilities uh, i think I, I think kofi uh kind of hit the nail on the head with two things uh facilities and then um um uh just for me equally as important is uh fundraising Fundraising, marketing, whatever that that yeah, community yeah, outreach, all that. Yeah. yeah, right. All right, so uh, we'll we'll keep our. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next week or two looks like in terms of the hiring. Now, two hires that were made, or uh, we said two hires that were officially announced. That <clears throat> these technically don't, I don't think, fall underneath the um, uh, VP Sykes. These would be the what seems to be the last two hires underneath the uh, Michael Smith tenure. <clears throat> and that would be the announcement that uh, Camise Patterson will become the sixth head coach of our Rattlers softball program. Um, and so, you know, just reading here from the press release from um, – uh, from the athletics page, um, Smith says, we are happy to announce Camise Patterson is our new softball head coach. Uh, she's a very intelligent person who has prepared herself for this opportunity. She is energetic and poised to build on the story program's great legacy. She is committed to develop our student athletes and creating a championship atmosphere. Um, so Patterson was basically the interim coach after Constance Orr resigned. So basically the, the coach who coached the team in the fall uh, during fall ball was Coach Patterson. Um, she's been on the staff 
uh, for the last couple of seasons. Uh, she's even been uh, part of the staff with uh, Coach Veronica Wiggins as far back as 2016, 2018, when she was a volunteer assistant coach. And uh, she was part of the 2016 MEAC Conference Championship team. Uh, Patterson played and graduated from Campbell University. Uh, 2015, she got a BS in kinesiology. Um, so, you know, she, she's, she's been a part of the Wiggins tree. She would be, uh, or was too, but I, I think, uh, so at least I, the one good thing I would say is that we're still sort of keeping Wiggins and coach Wiggins, uh, uh, legacy nearby. Uh, which I think is important. Um, what What's your take, guys, on the Patterson hire? Do you think it should – do you think the timing – do you think it had to happen now? I know the softball season is right around the corner. I mean, it's probably a month away. You uh, can't – yeah, let me – I mean um, – Go ahead. One of the hiring philosophies is, is that if a, if a program or a system – is broken you bring somebody in from the outside if it's not broken and you have a rhythm and you have a flow it's best to kind of pull from inside the program um if it got coach wiggins blessing on it and she's been there with these girls throughout the fall it would have been i think extremely difficult and irresponsible to bring somebody in from the outside um with the season this close, you know, um, who may have a totally different philosophy, who does not know the young ladies, who may want to have their own ideals and, and, and personality and stuff that they want to do. If they, you bring somebody in from the outside, it could do more damage than good. So keeping within the floor of the program, bringing a measure of comfortability there, we have a pretty good team coming back. So with the greater attention to detail and focusing on the right things, knowing where the, 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 where the troubleshooting needs to focus or where we need to focus our troubleshooting is a good thing. So this isn't a bad hire in my opinion. Kelvin? I'm going to split hairs on this one also. Uh, the first thing I, I want to say is uh, my issue with the next two hires, these two hires that we're talking about now, um, is that it was announced the day before our AD started. Both of these positions were advertised all the way back in the summer. So, you know, you could have made this decision in the summer. You didn't have to wait to right before volleyball, I mean, on softball season start, camp start, or you could have just left her in place as interim. Um, so, so, um, but I, I do know her, have worked have work with her. She's 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 part of the coaching tree family. She knows what the standard is. Um, um, she was here. She left for like a year or two, and then came came back, rejoined the staff with Coach Orr. Um, um, like I say, she knows the program and how 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 we've traditionally done things. It is a bit bit of a risk because she's just not been in this position uh, when Coach. Uh, when, when Coach Wiggins was here, uh, um, Coach Oil was the top assistant, and then Camise was the, the the second assistant, right, the junior assistant, mm -hmm. so to speak. 
So I'm interested to, to know who's on staff with her and helping her out. Uh, I like to see that part of it because she, she, she'll need, you know, um, supporting some experience around, I think. Um, but, uh, and, 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 and just, just frankly, uh, the, the part of why, why this decision problem was made late had to do with budgets, to be honest. Um, that's the way I look at it. Um, so, you know, um, when I'm you say budgets, when you say yeah. budgets, I think of January first business day of January. Like this could have been done back in December, but maybe because of the budgets didn't open up until hey, we got to wait until the first day of January. No, nope. is that nope. possible? That's not what I'm saying. Nope. No, that's not what I'm saying. The the, the budget was uh, set for the whole athletic calendar year from the fall to to what June 29th. So. So the budget was already the budget in place. Um, the, the the way FAMU Athletic operates and is funded, um, sometimes you may delay decisions in terms of personnel to 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 uh, get some salary savings and be able to use those salary savings to cover some other expenses you you didn't budget or you or you didn't meet expectation in terms of projected budget. Or, or you went over on a expense side, so so um, some of these all these vacant positions that vacant positions that have been over the the whole uh, fall basically, and even the start of uh, the AD frankly in January, um, I don't think it. I, I I'm I'm projecting here, don't know for sure, but but I'm thinking uh, it had less to do with the the AD and more with the university trying to um manage the athletic budget shortfall hey brian all right yes yeah we're still gonna take calls on tonight is that correct uh time is getting tight it may not happen tonight um because we we still gotta get we're, we're getting here in that uh in that last in that last uh segment here and uh i know we didn't want to have time but we'll have to hold off on the calls until next week's show um we will have that we will have that in place hopefully you know we would have had it today but we had a little change with our producers so um next week next week next week all right last hire that was made here underneath the uh michael smith hire now uh on the surface it may not seem controversial but we have to ask the questions why because the men's track, the men and women's track and field program has, there's been a lot of scrutiny about it over the last few years. Um, so yesterday, Garfield Ellenwood II was named the director of men and women's track and field and cross country. Uh, now, Ellenwood has 23 years of experience. Last year, he was at the University of Maryland as the assistant men's and women's track and field coach. Uh, prior to that, he had a couple of seasons at Alabama State as the associate uh, head men's and women's track coach there. Alabama State has had a pretty good uh, track program in the SWAC. Uh, they won the 2021 men's indoor uh, and the 2021 women's outdoor. And so Ellenwood was a part of that. Uh, he also has uh, international ties. 
He also has been the head coach at Bethune-Cookman University and also as a former runner. Now, here's where we get to a bit of the controversial uh, news and notes. And, you know, I we bring this up because it's not in the press release, but it's been publicly, it's out there. And so responsible journalism, we have to ask the question, okay, how much or how aware was our university uh, of the fact that Coach Ellen Wood's name is surrounded and attached to one of the largest doping scandals uh, that took place on U.S. soil? And I'm talking about the Balco probe. Uh, and, you know, formerly at his time as a, as a young track athlete, uh, it was his coach, and I want to make sure we accurately uh, state this because uh, the former Bethune-Cookman head track and field coach, uh, he was suspended back in January of 2010 by the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency. Um, so that means he was not allowed to coach uh, in any meet that is governed by USA track and field during that time. Um, that comes on the heels of his time spent at Bethune-Cookman, where he was the track and field coach there at Bethune-Cookman in 2007, uh, where he did actually coach a national champion in a, hur a hurdler named Ronnie Ash. But uh, unfortunately, he was fired from the school in 2009 for, quote, violations of university policy as well uh, as MEAC and NCAA rules. He and along with an assistant. So uh, obviously, there's, there's more there. You can do your research. But uh, I wanted to get into the topic of how long is too long, or I can say, how? let me rephrase that. How long is enough time to let it pass? Uh, I've read quotes from Ellen Wood saying that he recognizes and admits his mistakes as a youth and uses that experience to steer student athletes away from making similar mistakes. Uh, Kofi, uh, you were... You've been very adamant. I've seen your, seen your quotes on your thoughts on Twitter. want to give you the first chance to share your thoughts here in the open forum. Your thoughts on the hire of Coach Ellen Wood, the second. Well, let me first say, I'm a guy that does believe in second chances, okay? Um, I believe that, you know, one of the things with, uh, you know, uh, our people are good at giving people second chances and additional opportunities to get it right. Um, that being said, um, you, you, you take those chances when your program, uh, I believe you take those, those chances with your program, when your people, uh, when you, when you're at your programs at a stable place, um, right now with our track program, we've lost several athletes because we've had people in position um for for all intents and purposes who haven't been the most uh capable or 
had the healthiest background when it comes to producing championships, winning championships, um, being a part of that also, you know, and really with me, when it comes to choosing coaches, this is just my personal philosophy. Obviously it's not theirs, but it's mine. I believe that when you hire a coach, you need to see productivity and experience. I believe that FAMU largely experiences uh, success when you have a coach or you hire a coach who has already been proven. Um, Darlene Moore has been proven. You know, she was proven before she got to FAMU, which is why when she came to FAMU, she had additional success. Billy Joe had additional success because he had won in the playoffs and had been successful uh, at a at uh, the at the NAIA level and the Division II level. So when he came to FAMU, he already had a system in place and knew how to get stuff done, knew how to do more with less, all of that stuff. He fit right in because he had already had the experience. Even the same thing, even with Joe Taylor, he was able to hit the ground running with our program, largely because he knew what he was doing. He had won MEAC championships. He had done this at, at multiple stops. Willie Booker, who was the basketball coach when uh, I was in school, had won JUCO national titles, at least state championships. He had several championships. So this guy had had success. Every time we go with somebody, we have gone with somebody with no experience, as a head or at one of our for one of our marquee programs or lackluster uh success we get lackluster results okay i don't want this to be a, a nepotism thing where you know the guy from this that and the other and we hire him because you got experience with coaching one of my relatives xyz no Fam, it ain't personal. Let me see your resume when it comes to team championships. Let me see your resume when it comes to handling and managing compliance issues. Let me see that. Let me see your record when it comes to managing grade point averages and getting kids to graduate and all of that stuff. I know from a fact that, you know, having a strong testimony really helps people to come through a lot of stuff. But when you hire somebody to be the face of your program, you need somebody who, is, who has ideally a track record of success, even if it is at the high school level of managing a program, getting kids through, taking kids through adversity and maintaining it. Then, then in addition to that, I wanna see how you interact. What do other people who have worked with you say about you? What do they say? You know, what does North Carolina A&T say about this guy? Are they happy with him? If they're so happy with him, why was he released? You know, why does he have these two-year stints at these other institutions and he hadn't proven, obviously, to be stable? You know, I like to see, you know, a measure of stability, not that you're moving or making lateral moves, but if you've been there, did the team win championships? Not individuals. Everybody got one person on their team that can really, really run or do something great. Okay. So I'm not all that impressed by that. 
How did the team perform on the conference level? How did the team perform on the national level? And do the people like you that had the opportunity to work with you, are they saying positive things about you? If they're not, why did we hire him? And that's my question. You know, if, if, if he's got a sketchy past, going through all of the compliance issues, the crazy compliance issues that we had before, and he's never been in charge of a program and does not know the culture at FAMU, why did we hire him? Why? It's a great point. It's a great point. You know, again, we need somebody, these, these kids, and it's, I'm not saying this because XYZ, I'm saying this because I believe that of all of the, our athletic programs, our track kids have suffered probably the most. I would agree with you on that. I would agree 100 on that. All right. So let's give them somebody with a ton of experience that has won championships and is going to do right by the program. That's going to be able to hit the ground running with acquiring additional resources to help the program get to its next level. You know, you got uh, one of my mans, uh, he used to be our track coach that uh, ran under Bobby Lang, who was here this summer. He was doing a good job till Kellen Winslow ran him off. Ray Robinson. Yeah. That name. Jeez. He had us on the right track. You know, Darlene Moore had us on the right track. You know, and to hear that she was a part of the process and then, you know, for whatever reason, they decided to go in a different direction. I'm, I'm confused by that because we need people that understand where we are now, where we desire to go, and then have the tenacity to get us there. Not to mention Darlene Moore has a stellar compliance background. Does he have a um, compliance some, background? You know, I want to add you know, some context you don't have to no what you're talking about. To me, what? I said I wanted to add some context to what you were talking about because people may not be aware that uh, more, darling, more, <laughs> along along with uh, uh, Alan Turner were the were finalists for this position, along with Coach Ellenwood. Uh, and I'm reading right from an article back in November from the FAMU and online uh, where each candidate went through three meetings, one with the student athletes, the second with uh, Vincent Williams, director of sports medicine, and lastly with uh, Carrie Hickey Tolleson, the associate athletic director for student athlete success and competitive excellence as well as well as Lori Goddard, the financial aid coordinator and interim director for compliance and diversity. Um, I don't see, you know, anywhere that it says they met with, you know, I'm sure they met with Michael Smith. And I wonder to what degree uh, A.D. Sykes was involved in it. So I, I just wanted to Look, add that. She had to have been involved in it saying. knowing that she was going to start the day after they made this announcement. Michael had to have given her a call. They had to have been in communication. So she approved it. You know, my thing is, why? 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 If Darlene Moore is down there and, and she has won championships, several MEAC titles, several conference titles, she's got a ton of experience. She loves FAMU. 
why didn't you bring her back? And why did you bring somebody with no championships and uh, a very checkered past to come in and run our program? It's not like we want to have controversy on the highs of seven hills. We'll handle it as it comes. But do we have to? Why do we have to bring somebody that's been probably behind one of the biggest doping scandals? Now, for all intents and purposes, God could step in, you know, and, and turn this whole situation around. And and maybe he's a diamond in the rough and, you know, he's going to prove everything wrong. But, you know, in terms of me saying that I like the hire, I can't say that yet. I can't say that. There's nothing about the way this was handled. There's nothing about his pedigree that that makes me feel comfortable with him coming here right now. Knowing the, the condition of the program, knowing the mindset of our athletes, I really do feel like we could have done better. That being said, he's here now. So, you know, he just going to have to going to have to buckle up, buttercup and, and get it done, because, you know, right now I'm just kind of like shaking my head. I, I believe that we really could have done better. And from what I understand, um, there was pushback from Dr. Robinson on this, you know. Uh, and, uh, about this, I mean, I can't, but no one, but I believe this. Knowing Dr. Robinson, knowing his skirt, skittishness, or his, his his ability to be skirmish about people that have a very checkered past, I, I I'd be willing to bet. I know for a fact Dr. Robinson had to have been like, uh, no, 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 not right now, no. He had to have said no. Uh, Kofi, what, I mean, uh, Kelvin, what do you want to add here? Well, um, I, I mean, Kofi said a lot. I'm not very excited about this hire. I, I mean, I, I just, you know, uh, for transparency, I, I work with Darlene. So, um, you know, I, I'm biased. But I, I'm biased with with credibility. I, I, I know she won pro program won the top uh, GPA for all sports for multiple years. She has seven me at championship cross country and outdoors. She beat A&T when A&T was first rolling. Right. Um, I, I know what kind of coach she is. So it, it's hard. And I know her credentials. So it's hard for me to be okay with anybody being picked over her at FAMU, to be honest. But even with that being said, um, I'm, I'm fine with, uh, I have real concerns with the background. I have concerns with the fact that you you've seen the job hop. You you had places one or two years over the last, and I'm talking about recent history. Um, he wasn't yeah. even at Maryland. He wasn't even at Maryland uh, when um, he was hired here. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, I, I know he a couple of other HBCU he was at. Uh, not just the Bethune thing that's 10 years ago, but he was at a couple of more HBCUs and, and, um, uh, and, and, and he was dismissed. So, so what, what did you see in this process? And this was why I don't like the committed process sometimes. Um, again, this was a position that was high, was advertised during the summer. And, um, those interviews happened way back in what September, I want to say. Uh, so the timing, why, why now? Number one, you, you have an interim place. You could have just kept the interim place, frankly. Uh, and, and, and then I think both of the other finalists' credentials for me, I would, I would have been more comfortable with than this guy 
background and credentials. So, um, um, and then, you know, it's not his first time or his family first time in Tallahassee. All right. He, he has a spouse that worked in the athletic department at one time too. Um, and so I hope it's not nepotism. All right. It is what it is. I got to say it like like it is. Wow. Uh, wow. I got got nothing against the guy, personally, but uh, you know I, I want what's best for fam you. And so right. I don't know. I, I I don't know if this is best for fam you. So I you know you he got to show me. He got to show me he want to be a and that he gonna be around for a while. And he gonna do things the right way. I got to see it. I'm not convinced right now. Very good points. Um, very good points. Uh, so, again, those are the new hires uh, that have come out. And, again, we ask the questions that not too many other people are asking. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, outside of uh, to Rattler Blogspot and us, um, you know, who else is – who else – you know, and, I, and this is fresh, so maybe we're – bringing to light because i'll tell you you go through i've gone through quite a bit of digging and you got to go into deep into the google search or at least you got to put certain words together uh for this kind of stuff to come out so you know and, and again i i think that's pretty big in your sport where that's the biggest thing that that's the thing that is the is the black mark in your sport right um that that's like well i don't want to draw comparisons but that's the black mark in your sport so when hey, you have hey brian brian let yes. me just add one more thing and you can think about what happened to our last track coach in in the and where our track program is we still got issues we dealing with with the previous coach and, and, and administrative stuff so yeah so this just doesn't make bring any in sense. somebody new. yeah exactly so like you said kofi said why would you bring why would you bring all that extra attention only thing i can think of is i hate to say they didn't know but i i don't they I know they do a background okay. check on everybody okay. that come through that come through family that's ridiculous okay, okay. they know so so then you like you said i mean you're you're comfortable with this and uh, all right um yeah we'll we'll just kind of sit back and we got a lot of things that uh again we told you at the beginning of the show you got to sometimes have uncomfortable conversations when you care and so that that that's all we've done in today's show had uncomfortable conversations but at the end of the day we care and so now we'll wait to see what kind of improvements happen over the next week. We'll watch to see if our men and women's basketball teams can perform a little bit better out in Louisiana. If you're out that way, uh, go support them. They need it. Uh, we'll keep our eyes and ears open uh, as uh, uh, VP Sykes continues to evaluate, make hires. Uh, you know, you guys out there, Hey, go ahead and tag and send AD Sykes a tweet. Tell her to come on to ONG Strike Zone next week. Now that she's official, you know we 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 we've been reaching out trying to get her, but 
we know that you guys would love to see her on the show and come talk to us, talk with us, and uh, maybe by by uh, by by your by your tweets to her, she'll go ahead and and make that reservation happen next week. Uh, so that's gonna do it. Uh, final thoughts, Kofi, as we get ready to get out of here. Final words, final thoughts. Man, let's let's really give some thought to where we're going in twenty twenty three. You know. There's more than one season besides football season. I know we love football, but, you know, there's more to Rattler Athletics than football. All right? And, you know, we want to have a well-rounded athletic program. Let's think about what we want, where we, what we want to achieve with FAMU Athletics, and then how we're going to get there, but more importantly, how we individually can really help support FAMU Athletics to get to its next level because it's really there for the taking. There still has not been an HBCU in the Sweet 16. So therefore, FAMU could be the first, first HBCU to make the Sweet 16, not win a round, win two rounds and make the Sweet 16. It's there. We could win in golf. We can win in tennis. We can win in track. We can win in whatever sport we're in, but it's going to take more than quote unquote hiring a coach. You know, you can't have a softball field with without quality restrooms for multiple people and no concession stands. You know, you can't have a tennis court with, with no awnings for the patrons that may come and watch, you know, and then don't have adequate water fountains out there. We can do better, FAMU. We really can. And it's time for us to say, all right, A.D. Sykes, you're going to be here for the long haul. This is your dream job. Let's do what we can to support you and help you to take FAMU Athletics to its best season of uh, success ever. Kelvin, final thoughts and words. Well, you know, uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, 2023, we have a lot of spring sports kicking up, kicking up now. Baseball, softball, uh, golf, um, tennis, so forth. So let's let's make sure that we don't forget about those programs. Come to the basketball home games. The next one ain't, ain't for you know a couple of weeks, but uh, but let 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 let's come. Let's get our season tickets. Let's do our part. Uh, let's try to push the team and see if uh we can be the 12th person. Uh, uh, you know the difference maker in them. Uh, at least defending home turf and so forth, as we are with with football, and um, and yes, we we have to ask not only our our athletic administration, not only do we need to support them, and um, and part of that support includes uh, having these tough discussions, but we still need to make sure that we're communicating, keeping pressure on uh, the administration, the board of trustees too, um, because uh, we need uh, our AD to be successful. And we need them to give her the resources and tools to be successful and the autonomy and the freedom to make the decisions she need to make. Uh, we need the athletic capital campaign. Uh, so, uh, uh, so I, you know, let's 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 start with those few things and and you know, that's all I got for now. 
I'll close the show by letting you guys know, maybe those of you who are sneakerheads or those of you who, who do follow on Twitter, uh, let you guys know that the LeBron 7s, the Rattler Edition LeBron 7s. Now, I read the green and black. We've seen visuals of both. I'm told that both will go on sale Saturday. Now, where you got to you got to go you got to go be creative and find out online where because I don't know. I'm about to call one of my high school students and be like, "Hey, I need you to go find me these shoes online and just let me know where to send you some money." But uh, the black and the green versions, of course, if you follow Coach Simmons. Of course, you know he's got the black pair. He he just can't he just can't help himself from flashing it in our face. So he's got the black pair, and the green pair uh, has been out there as well. Uh, you can go scroll through our Twitter line. But for sneakerheads, two hundred dollars a pop. Uh, you know, hey, for for those of you who got that kind of bread uh, and willing to spend that. Now, after you go buy them shoes, go donate a hundred dollars to the Rattler Athletic Fund. Since you got two hundred dollars for some shoes, go donate a hundred dollars to the Rattler Athletic Fund in the name of your favorite sport, and let's try to, you know, let's try to build off of this. And let's not give Nike all our money with none of it technically coming back to FAMU. Okay, just you know, just stay, uh, just a thought there. Uh, that's gonna do it for tonight's show. Uh, appreciate uh, AD Drew for stepping in as a producer. Uh, we'll be back next. Wednesday, uh, call lines will be open, guarantee. I'm going to state that on everything I own. Call lines will be open next week, so be prepared to come in, give us your thoughts on uh, on all things involving FAMU athletics uh, from the end of last year to the beginning of this year and, uh, and more. So for my brothers, uh, Kelvin, Kofi, I'm Brian, Rattler Nation, you guys be safe, be well, and make sure – to strike, strike, and strike again. Good night, everybody. Peace out.